welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey y'all, I'm back. Welcome to the new season of the Becoming Unique podcast. Hey y'all. So today is the kickoff of season six and I usually like to have themes for my seasons and I am feeling this season's theme to be I am the master. Yes, it's like an affirmation. Um, So it's, I am the master. And the reason why this is channeling in with me is because, you know, it's a reminder that we are the masters of our own lives. We're not out here trying to master someone else's lives. We're trying to master our own lives. And with having affirmations, it's that reminder to pour into yourself. Remind yourself that you are the master of your own life. You don't have to give the power over to someone else. You know, a lot of times we give the power over to someone else, looking for someone else to give us the answers, looking for someone else to dictate the direction we should go. But it's a reminder that I am the master of me. Yeah. So we can definitely pour and dig deeper into I am the master. And I think I'm going to do that over the next couple of um, episodes, digging into the, um, the, the, this year's theme. But I want to jump into today's episode, which is an amazing episode about seed cycling. Now, seed cycling um, is definitely new to me. (laughs) It's not new to like being out there, you know, just like a lot of things I talk about on this podcast. A lot of things have been going on for a long time, but you know, I'm just coming upon it. And it, but seed cycling is kind of new out there to uh, to the pop culture or to mainstream. So definitely, you know, get a pen and paper, 
pause this podcast, go get your pen, go get your notepad, and take notes. Yes, especially if you're a female listening to this one. This one is for the females. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, before I just jump into this podcast, I do have a couple of housekeeping announcements. So we're back into season six. Um, and we're going to continue to be a bi-weekly podcast. I know for a long period of time, I was a weekly podcast, but I am going to continue with season five to stay a bi-weekly podcast for the time being. So that's, um, announcement number one. Announcement number two is that at the beginning of season five, I announced that I have a Patreon and thank you to, to those that have supported my Patreon. But to the supporters of the Patreon, you have noticed for the past couple of months, I have been on pause. Yes, I'm still kind of like, you know, threading the waters and figuring out what direction I want to go. So the Patreon is going to continue to stay on pause for now. But if you guys want to go ahead and support the Becoming Unique podcast, you can go over to Buy Me Coffee. I believe that's the name of the link. (laughs) There's a website called Buy Me Coffee and it's to support people like me. (laughs) You know, buy me a cup of coffee. Um, So I don't technically drink coffee, but that's just kind of the name of the theme of the website, like Buy Me Coffee. So I have a page over there at Buy Me Coffee. I will link it here. So if you do want to support the Becoming Unique podcast and drop in, you know, a donation to the Becoming Unique podcast by buying me coffee, go ahead, feel free to go ahead and support the Becoming Unique podcast. No pressure. If your spirit is pushing you there, go ahead and click that link. But otherwise, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Kate. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about periods and seed cycling and just the whole journey. Yes. Okay. We're going to be, I know today's conversation is going to be amazing, but before we get into today's topic, you're going to have to let everybody know who is Kate and what is Funk It Well. Funk it wellness. <laughs> Hope I didn't talk with that. <laughs> no, it's a mouthful on purpose. So my name is Kate. I'm a registered dietitian. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition, and I am very, very passionate about the menstrual cycle and educating people on their bodies. So Funk It Wellness was actually born out of really a personal need. I had gotten off birth control and I just had really bad experiences with it. I was like that one of those like one in five people that just really struggled and could never get on one that worked for me. So when I got off, I was having all of these issues. Like my hair was falling out. I had really bad acne. My period didn't come back for six months. And then when it did come back, it was just atrocious. I'd have to take off work. And I was like, this can't be normal. Mm. There's no way that women or people with uteruses should have to feel this way every single month. And so I started like, you know, like we do started talking to my friends about it. And they were like, yeah, like my period's really bad. And like, I have to do that. And like, I have this and I have that. And I started researching and I realized, okay, actually like 
90% of us have some kind of menstrual discomfort that alters our life on a monthly basis. So if we think about that, like 90% of people who have periods, their life is altered monthly because of these periods. Mm -hmm. And so being a dietitian, I was like, what can we do with food? Like, how can we change this with food? And how can we teach people about their bodies? And I did not want to start a business. I did not want to start Funk It!, but I really did at the end of the day, decided it was the best way to be able to help people and help myself. And so I found seed cycling, which we're going to get into and talk about a little bit later. And it totally changed my life. And I know that sounds a very bold statement and a very bold claim, but when I tell you my period starts on Sunday and I feel amazing, got so much energy. My sleep is good. I don't have any acne. I can confirm my hair has grown back. If you see my picture of me. I've got really long hair now. And I'm actually just myself throughout the month because I think that's important. Like the mental health aspect of cycles isn't talked about enough. So that's what Funkin does. We make seed cycling kits. We educate people on their bodies and we try to, we try to provide a really inclusive safe space for people to learn about themselves and explore what a life would look like without menstrual discomfort. I love it. You know, one of my um, old podcast guests has said she was a wounded warrior. And I find out, I find that being a wounded warrior is the best teacher because you got to experience the struggle to understand that help is needed. <laughs> so this is how I, you know, funk it came out. So I just love that, you know, you know, even though we hate when we're going through that part of the journey that we have to go through it, but you had to go through that to create funk it. So can you tell me what made you come up with the name funk it? Okay. Yeah. I always like laugh when I think about that. So it's like this, it's ingrained in my memory, how this name was born. So I was actually living in New Zealand at the time and I was still like really struggling. Like I hadn't kind of gotten my hormones under control yet, but I, they were coming around and I knew I wanted to do something in the menstrual health space. And I really wanted to help people. And I had been calling, you know, like manufacturers and just like trying to get more information on like, what does it even look like to start a business? I'm a dietitian. I had no intention of becoming a CEO or founder of a company. And I just kept talking to, and nothing against men. I work with a lot of great men. I'm not hating on men, but I talked to a lot of older men who continued to tell me menstrual health was not something I could create a business around that no one was interested in it. No one would buy this product and that people really just didn't care. And I was like, you know what, this is so wrong. And I, we can all understand the, what funk it might stand for. Cause that's how I was <laughs> feeling. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, funk this, I am going to show the world that people deserve better and that people deserve to feel good, especially women. Like we deserve to not struggle with menstrual health on a daily basis. We deserve products that are actually better for us. And we deserve companies that care about us because a lot of companies, they make money off women's health by creating problems that weren't even there, which mm -hmm. frustrates me because I'm like, there's so many problems that we do have, like menstrual discomfort, heavy bleeding, bladder incontinence, like all of these things that we actually do struggle with that there's not real solutions for, mm -hmm. but there's vaginal washes that basically have Lysol in them that we can mm -hmm. buy at the grocery store. So that's where the name came from. I was really fed up and I was just like, you know what? Watch me, watch me show you that this is valuable and that women deserve better. Yes. Oh my goodness. I absolutely, absolutely love it. 
<laughs> See, this is a more reasoning why we have to kind of like get to that like dark space to like create the beautiful light. And then, and you know, you got to that dark space by getting like the resistance and so on. And then you was like, you know what, funk it. Like, we're gonna make this happen. Now I'm gonna prove everybody <laughs> that we could make this happen and you out here doing it. So, oh my goodness. So like, now let's let everybody know what is seed cycling? Like what exactly is this? <laughs> All right, hang on for the ride here. Just, just listen in, don't tune out. It's gonna be a little long, but we're gonna teach you all the things you need to know about seed cycling. Yeah. So I always start with seed cycling starts with tracking your menstrual cycle, which I used to not do. I used to just be like, oh, it's here, it's showing up. And like, it's so funny. I feel like so reckless that I used to not track it. Cause I like, <laughs> I never knew when it was coming. I was never prepared. So what seed cycling does is it takes your menstrual cycle and we're going to go over the four parts of it. Then I'll tell you about the nutrition and then I'll tell you how seed cycling works. So hang in here. So we've got four parts, the menstrual phase, which is the first day of your period. And like when you're really bleeding, maybe not spotting like a true bleed. And then the menstrual phase, our hormones are really low. That's why your energy might be low. Also your digestion kind of slows down. You might want, want more warm food. So this is kind of our chill phase or like in our winter. Then the follicular phase happens. So if you've ever gotten off your period of been like, oh my gosh, I feel like myself again, I've got so much energy. That's the follicular phase and estrogen's rising here. We're getting ready for ovulation. So we've got follicle stimulating hormone. And then midway through our cycle, luteinizing hormone spikes. And that's when the egg is released from our ovary. And that is ovulation. That is like, if you ever notice like your libido or your sex drive spikes like midway through your cycle, probably ovulating. Then after ovulation, the corpus luteum forms, which is so cool. Every month, this whole little sac or section forms and it produces progesterone, which is like the calming hormone. Mm -hmm. But if we have imbalanced hormones, we have all been a victim of PMS, which a lot of people put the luteal phase and PMS together, rightfully so 90% of people experience it. Mm -hmm. So what happens there is that's kind of where hormones can shift really quickly from estrogen to progesterone. And those big shifts are what cause things like acne, mood swings, bloating, all of these other aspects. And so that's your luteal phase. And then if the egg's not fertilized, it starts all over and we have another period. And our bodies are doing that every single month. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really important to recognize. All of that's going on every month, but also that means our nutrition needs change. And so the vitamins and minerals we need throughout the month change. Um, and it can be really difficult to change your entire diet. That may not be practical for you. And it may not be healthy for you to think about food that much. Mm -hmm. As a dietitian, I see a lot of disordered eating and it's a very fine line between doing what's best for your body and becoming obsessed with food. So what seed cycling does is it breaks your cycle kind of into two halves. So from menstruation and your follicular phase are gonna be our first half. Then we've got ovulation that breaks it up. And then, so after ovulation to your next period or your luteal phase is your second half. From mm -hmm. the first day of your period till ovulation, you're gonna have pumpkin and flax seeds. These are rich in omega-3s, phytoestrogens, magnesium, zinc, gonna be really important for nourishing estrogen in that first half of your cycle. Then after ovulation, when progesterone starts, our needs shift again. Sesame and sunflower are gonna be rich in calcium, vitamin E, vitamin, uh, B vitamins, and then you're also going to have some selenium and zinc in there as well. 
So that's really important for the second half of your cycle because vitamin E, B6, and calcium are all linked to helping support progesterone as well as decreasing period pain and decreasing heavy bleeding. So that's how seed cycling works. So from the first day of your period to ovulation, you're eating organic pumpkin and flax seeds. Then after ovulation to your next period, you're eating organic sesame and sunflower seeds. You wanna make sure those seeds are ground because seeds are actually made to transport through the digestive system for birds to like plant new plants. So you gotta grind them up because your teeth aren't gonna be grinding them enough because you wanna get all the nutrients that's inside. So that is the long answer of seed cycling and we can dive into any questions that come up from there. Wow, okay. This is completely, <laughs> completely new to me. So I want to get all the details behind it. First, you know, I want to start off at the beginning. Like, what's the history behind sea cycling? Like, how long has it been around? Is it like scientific or was it more holistic? Yeah, that's a great question. It's been around a really long time. So sea cycling is something that people have been doing intuitively for a very long time. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, up until re recently, there wasn't a ton of research on it. Um, so kind of what that looked like, because it was really important to me as a dietitian to only bring something that had validity to the market, because there are so many things on the market right now that have no research behind them, no science. They're basically just sold to us as a, take this, we want to make money off of you. And I never, ever wanted I wanted to bring something really great to the market. And so I spent two years doing research, like collecting research, reading research reviews, looking into everything. And while there wasn't any collective studies on seed cycling, there was a ton of studies on all of the different seeds and how they impacted the female body. So mm -hmm. there is um, research reviews on those seeds. And as of January, 2021, there is actually a peer reviewed published research study on seed cycling and PCOS and the benefit for female hormones. And so that is so cool because while this started out as a more holistic practice, there is more and more research coming out to confirm what thousands of women have already been saying is that this works for us. And so it's pretty cool now, started out more holistic. There's a deep history of people doing this intuitively. And then now there's more scientific research coming out that is leaning towards proving the validity of the practice. Oh, wow. Wow. So I feel like I'm on the cutting edge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's like a new thing. And like, if you ask people, like a lot of people still don't know what it is, but it's grown so much. When I first started talking about seed cycling, man, I think three or four years ago now, there was like 500 hashtag posts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, as of this morning, there's over 5 million hashtag posts just on TikTok alone. So it's wow. definitely growing. And it that's how you know it works for people is that it's continued to grow and social media is one of the best ways we can track trends. And while I don't think this is a trend, I think it is just something that is working for people. And so they're sharing about it. Wow. Okay. So this is, oh, this is so much great information. I feel like we haven't even really like got into it yet. <laughs> okay. So who you were talking about, like, you know, our whole menstrual cycle, this is when we should, you know, we have to practice sea cycling. Now, is sea cycling for everyone? Because no, not everyone is carrying a menstrual cycle and so on. So, like, who is sea cycling for? 
That is such a great question. So first off, if you are allergic or intolerant to any of these seeds, please do not try to make yourself seed cycle because it will not be good for you. And sesame seed is a common intolerance. So I always just tell people like, if you have an intolerance or an allergy, don't force it. Just yeah. reach out to us. We can point you in other directions of things that will work for you. Even though it's not our products, like we will help you find your place in this menstrual support world because it's not. Um, seed cycling can be used. So even if you don't have a menstrual cycle. So actually when I first started seed cycling, I didn't have a menstrual cycle. And somebody was like, you can seed cycle with the moon. And I was like, what is this loony thing? I'm not doing it. But I was desperate to get my period back because a lot of people don't realize that our menstrual cycles have so many other functions and ovulation actually is really important for cardio tissue. So long-term heart health and bone health. And so if you are struggling with amenorrhea or you don't have a period right now, um, that's something to think about. So you can seed cycle from the new moon to the full moon. That's going to act as like your menstrual and follicular phase. You're going to have pumpkin and flax. Then after the full moon to the next new moon, you're going to have sesame and sunflower. I'm going to be honest with you. There's no scientific research behind that, except for the theory that the moon cycle mimics the menstrual cycle. And that was actually how people originally started tracking when we were living a long time ago outside. Um, but if you don't have a period, you can do that. It also has really great um, potential benefits for menopause. So again, menopause, you're not cycling anymore, but you're still dealing with a lot of hormonal discomfort. Um, Again, these seeds have magnesium, omega-3s, zinc, selenium, lignans, phytoestrogens, all of these things that are beneficial for us. So mm -hmm. yes, you can definitely do it. And if you're pregnant, you can eat the seeds, but obviously again, you're not cycling. So talk to your doctor, um, but they still do have a lot of great nutrition, but mainly I would say seed cycling is for people who are menstruating or are working on getting their cycle back. Um, fertility is another really great use for seed cycling. It can be a natural approach to supporting fertility. Okay. Um, okay. This is great information. Now, can a breastfeeding mother seed cycle? Yeah. So we, um, we obviously don't make any claims because we haven't done any personal research around breastfeeding, but there is some evidence that getting high quality omega-3s can help with um, breast milk supply and the flax and pumpkin seeds do have fat. And then they also have iron in them, which can be important for breastfeeding. And we have um, a lot of customers who do use it while they're breastfeeding. But again, we always just say, you know, check with your doctor. The beautiful thing about seed cycling is it's hundred percent real food, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool because sometimes when we're taking supplements, a lot of people don't realize supplements don't, are not regulated. So not to say supplement companies are just putting whatever they want in pills. I think a lot of them have really good intentions, but your supplement may not contain exactly what it says it does. It could have way less or way more because no one's regulating it. So at least with seed cycling, you know, the real food you're getting. And so it's beneficial. We were made to eat food and absorb food. So there's not a ton of risk around it, which is a really great point to make. Okay. Now, I know sea cycling is a girl thing, but can men do it too? I love getting this question because I have so many people that are like, my husband won't eat my seeds because he thinks he's going to get a period or he thinks he's going to get boobs or he thinks he's going to get like whatever. Guys, seeds are so good for everyone. And my husband's really funny because he has all brothers and like all boy cousins and like before we got married, like really just like didn't, I mean, we've been dating for forever. So he knew a little bit about girls, but not that much. And then 
now he seed cycles with me and he'll ask me, he'll be like, are we in our follicular phase or our luteal phase? Are we nurturing? Are we radiating? Those are the seed blend names. And so guys can totally have them. There's actually some research out that pumpkin seeds are really valuable for prostate health. So it's one of those things like they've got fat, fiber, and protein in them. They've got so many nutrients in them. While men wouldn't use them in the same way, they could kind of just eat them whenever they wanted because they actually don't have their cycles like on a 24-hour rhythm. Ours is like 28 to 32 days. So Mm -hmm. they could just eat whatever seeds they wanted. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like you have definitely been doing an amazing job on telling us why seed cycling is important, but I just want you to kind of like list it in like this question, like list all of the many reasons why a woman would want to practice seed cycling. Yeah. So when we're talking to people, honestly, the most common reason people like seed cycling is they generally want to support their menstrual health. And so there, what's cool about it is I think there is a lot of value, one, in food-based nutrition. As a dietitian, the research backs the fact that we need to be getting our nutrition from real food. And we work really, really hard to source these seeds from, you know, places that are paying fair wages, places that have organic certifications, places that have low transit time. A lot of people don't think about that, but if your food is coming from really far away, it's losing nutritional value in the transit. Mm -hmm. So that's one way is like general cyclical health and nutrition support. Um, we have a lot of people with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome who enjoy seed cycling. There's actually a really big body of research around flaxseed and PCOS and the potential benefits. Um, hormonal acne is probably our other biggest one. And I used to have like ear to ear, really painful cystic hormonal acne. And I swear to you, seed cycling changed that. It takes three months to really work. I like to point that out. Like when we're talking to people, it's not a one month commitment. You need to commit for three cycles because actually the egg you produced this month started three cycles ago being formed. So whatever you're doing this month is going to impact your period three months from now. So it's important to remember. Um, but yeah. And so another thing, fertility, PCOS, um, general cyclical health, 80% of our customers, we surveyed them. So they saw it. They saw a complete reduction in PMS. 75% saw a reduction in cramping. So like they didn't have any cramps after three months, 90% saw a reduction in hormonal acne, and then 85% had no breast tenderness. So that's an other really cool thing is that vitamin E really supports breast tenderness. So that's like a really long-winded answer. It can have so many benefits, but general cyclical health, any kind of issue you're having around your period, if you think it's related to having a hormone imbalance. And then from there, really fertility is the next one that comes to mind because we have a lot of people who use it. And then after three cycles, they're like, okay, I need to, I'm going to stop using it now because I'm pregnant. Wow. Okay. So it helps people that maybe wasn't able to get pregnant before to now get pregnant as well too? That, so like, we can't make that claim obviously because we haven't done a lot of research, but based on like our customer's feedback and testimony, yes. And there's actually a really cool company called Prove, P-R-O-O-V, and they do progesterone testing. And their founder is a scientist and she struggled with infertility. And she tells her story way better than I'm able to tell it. But seed cycling really helped her with that. And in the Prove app, it actually teaches you how to seed cycle and track your progesterone so that you can actually see cycle over cycle 
how that's working and like if seed cycling is working for you. So I'm a data person. And if you are also a research nerd, I would really recommend to start seed cycling and then also start testing progesterone. You can do it at home and you can actually see for yourself how it's working. Oh, okay. Okay. This is great. I, I just wanted to go back. Um, I think a question ago when I was asking about the, um, about sea cycling, like who should be doing it. I wanted to also ask like, um, there's different types of birth controls out there. And one of them is like an IUD. And with the IUD, a lot of times a woman like basically loses her period and, or maybe she's spotting. Um, if she starts sea cycling, will the period come back along? Do you know that if, if that that's, happens. A, that's a great question. So we have a lot of people who are on IUDs who don't have periods. And so they will see cycle with the moon because they still are seeing a lot of those symptoms because, you know, the copper IUD, it is non-hormonal. And so for those people, seed cycling is going to be great because they can still focus on like hormonal support. If you're on a hormonal birth control, there's still a lot of benefits to seed cycling. Um, one being hormonal birth control depletes you of a lot of vitamins. So B vitamin, vitamin C, magnesium, zinc, um, selenium, all these things that are important for both endocrine health and hormonal health. So seed cycling can help you get those things from a natural food base source, which is important because a lot of side effects we see from birth control can come from nutrient deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Another thing with birth control is it alters gut health. And so having good prebiotic fiber, like the seeds can be supportive. Um, but the whole point of hormonal birth control is actually to shut off ovulation. So while it can be really beneficial, seed cycling can be beneficial. If you're looking at coming off the pill and you're looking at supporting those nutrients and gut health, it's not going to be able to help you with hormonal support as much because the, the point of the birth control is to actually turn those hormones off. Mm, okay. Okay. This is all good. <laughs> Oh, so much good information. I definitely know I'm going to be listening to this episode quite a few times. <laughs> I always like, I am like so passionate and I could talk like all day about things like this. So yeah, just at any time, stop me and be like, okay, let's rewind and let's go back over that one because I think we need to spend some more time here. Yeah, I'm going to definitely warn everyone. You need your notepad on this one. <laughs> you need your notepad. So now, if a woman stops seed cycling, like after she gets improvement, so let's say she was suffering, she had the hormonal acne and the, the cramps, and now seven months later, she's like, I'm good, I'm cured. Um, what happens? That is such a good question. And so you can read some of our reviews of people who have been like, I stopped, but I'm back now because... So what we have to think about is really a lot of these the support is coming from a constant, steady nutrition stream. And mm -hmm. so when we take away that constant nutrition stream, and honestly, there is something to be said for mind-body connection. While we, there's not a lot of research on this, doing something positive for your cycle every day, like I don't have research on that, but for me, I know it's valuable, like that intention behind it. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, most people who stop, they start to see the same things coming back. Um, so seed cycling is a long-term thing. The great thing is make it part of your grocery budget um, and kind of include it as food. 
Yeah, I guess it's, you know, it, it comes back to lifestyle. It's not like, you know, you were eating salads for six months to lose that weight. And then once you lost the weight, you go back to eating burgers and, and fast food. And then you think it's supposed to stay, you know, you, you have to keep the same lifestyle to keep the same results. So yeah. it, it does make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, with anything in life, you know, you can't keep up the regimen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you stop the regimen, you're going to stop the results. So, okay. So I just wanted to make that, that make that clear. Cause sometimes people think, oh, I'm cured now. <laughs> and I wish I could tell you that that's the case. Cause like, who wouldn't love to be able to just do it for a couple months and then be like, okay, like I'm done. But I'll tell you, I've even experimented on myself. So like I've been doing it for three and a half years and I'll experiment with myself and like take a month off. And then like, I am like, okay, no, no, no. This is definitely a thing we got to do every day. And that makes sense. Mm, yes. So I know you've been doing a lot of like conversation around hormones and I just, I love a lot of times on this podcast, I want to just get down to the ABCs of things. And so can you tell us what are hormones and like, you know, how do they, how do we know they are out of balance? Cause it's always like, oh, my hormones are out of balance or, you know, what do balanced hormones look like? Yeah, that's such a good question because I don't think it's something we're really taught. And so like, and I also think because we don't understand hormones, it can be really tough to talk to your doctor about when something's wrong because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, why didn't you talk to your doctor? But it's just like we were talking about this, like before we started recording is like, sometimes if you don't understand and you don't have the tools, you can't really do anything about it. So yeah, yeah let's go over the ABCs of it and like having the tools. So one hormones are built inside the body, which I think is really cool to think about. So they don't just like exist. We make them. Um, and vitamin D is also a hormone. So you'll hear a lot about hormone health and vitamin D. And I'm a big advocate for like having vitamin D checked because that's also a hormone and it's really important for the rest of your hormonal cascade. So when we're talking about sex hormones, we also need to talk about the endocrine system. So thinking about your thyroid is also really important. Um, insulin, which controls blood sugar is also hormones. We've got our thyroid hormones. We've got insulin that controls blood sugar. And then we've also got like our sex hormones, which are going to control reproduction and the menstrual cycle. So you kind of got all of that going on. So you think about your thyroid is one we talk about a lot. Blood sugar, I don't think is quite, I think it's really underrated. So focusing on, you know, making sure we're getting regular meals throughout the day is really important for hormones because we first off have to build them inside the body. So we need the right fuel. We want to keep insulin at a good level. And then when we're talking about sex hormones, we've got estrogen, which is kind of what we talked about that beginning of the cycle, what we kind of more associate with like female hormones is estrogen. Um, then we've also got follicle stimulating hormone, which stimulates the ovary to grow the egg and release the egg. Well, grow it. Then we've got luteinizing hormone, which spikes midway through. And that's what actually causes your egg to be released. Then once that egg is released, We've got our corpus luteum, which starts to make progesterone, which is the calming hormone of the second half of the cycle. And so all of that is going on and your body is building all of those hormones every single month. And I like to think of it as a relay race. So these things, you know, having insulin work correctly, have our thyroid hormones work correctly, have our sex hormones work correctly. They are all constantly handing off the baton to each other. So when we're thinking about hormone health, think about a relay race. 
all of these things are having to work together in order to create balance. And so what it may feel like if you have something off, so things you could talk to your doctor about, if you're dealing with cyclical migraines, that could be a sign that something's off. If you're having mood swings, that could be a sign something is off. If you're having hormonal acne throughout the month, that could be a sign. Trouble sleeping is another one that I think is really underrated that we don't talk about sleep enough here. Um, that could be a sign. Having heavy cramping and painful periods, your pain, your period should not be painful. And I want everyone to hear that. Like it should not be painful. Um, having clots. So if you've ever like, I really encourage you, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but look at your period blood because if you have clots or like chunks in there that are larger than the size of a dime, I know it may, may make people feel a little squeamish, but really look because those having clots larger than a dime size could be an indication that there's um, too much estrogen in the body. And you could talk to your doctor about that mm -hmm. um, energy. So we shouldn't be drained and tired all the time. And we, we live in a really stressful world. Like we cannot get away from that, but constant fatigue, um, really intense cravings, all of those things could all be signs that you have something going on with your hormones and, you know, that you could talk to your doctor about it. I think we gaslight ourselves a lot like, oh, this is just normal. My mom has this. My grandma has this. My sister has this. It's mm -hmm. just normal. I, I don't need to talk to my doctor about it. I just have to deal with it. I'm you here know, to tell you my whole life like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and so like, I'll just deal with it. And like, so many people do. And so like, the biggest thing is like, you don't have to just deal with anything. And if your doctor is not listening to you, I will help you find another doctor because you deserve to be listened to and you deserve to feel good and you deserve to be in touch with your body. So that was a really long answer to it. But again, like, I just think I, I can't iterate enough that you deserve to feel well. Yeah. So I guess uh, when your hormones are hormones are balanced, you don't have all these symptoms that you just described. Yeah, yeah, like your period shows up regularly. You have bright cranberry colored blood with minimal clotting. It's not painful. Your energy, like you might be a little bit tired and it's great to honor that, but it shouldn't take you out for a whole day. Um, you know, you don't have intense food cravings and kind of just feel like you can live your life normally, which for a lot of us, that is a really foreign concept that we didn't, I didn't understand until I really started feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what it feels like until you, you know, until you arrive there, you, otherwise you think it's normal. Um, yeah. So, okay. This was, that was a great explanation on hormones. So the other word is estrogen, you know, can you tell us all about that and the details around estrogen? Yeah. So estrogen gets a really bad rap, I think. And so, um, estrogen is something that we need to progress through these hormone cycles, but estrogen dominance is really common, especially in the United States. So stress, lack of sleep, imbalance, blood sugar, inflammation, all of these things can contribute to estrogen dominance. And so when estrogen is too dominant in the body, this can lead to those heavy bleeding, thick uterine lining, painful periods, heavy mood swings, all of those things. So that's kind of why estrogen gets a bad rap. But actually on the other side, it's like a hormone that makes us have energy and feel good and have that like glowy appearance. So we can't hate estrogen too much. It's not estrogen's fault. We live in a world that doesn't really value our hormones and de-stressing and getting a lot of sleep. Mm, okay. 
Okay, so this is good. Now, I know you um, at your at the very beginning, you kind of gave us like the rundown on like what sea cycling is and how we how we do it. So I just want to like have it all together now. Like, okay, we done listen to this podcast. I'm on Funk It right now, ordering my um <laughs> my sea cycling kit and and so on. How do we sea cycle? Like, what what's the details behind it? Yes. Okay. So one, we're going to start tracking our periods. And on the first day of our period, we're going to use the nurture blend, which is pumpkin and flax seeds. And so if you're seed cycling on your own, it's one tablespoon of each seed. If you're seed cycling with us, we actually already grind it up and mix them for you. So you just have two tablespoons. Then we're either going to be watching our period tracking app or tracking ovulation. After ovulation, we're going to switch to our sesame and sunflower seeds. Again, one tablespoon of each seed, or if you're with us and you use our radiate blend, you just need two scoops of the blend we send you or two tablespoons, and you're going to keep cycling through that. And you can put it on any food you're already eating. So, you know, yogurt, smoothies, salads, eggs, tacos, toast, whatever you already like, you can put the seeds in there. They've got a really mild flavor and they just kind of are like a little nutritional topping. And you do this once a day? Yes. And you do it once a day. Some people like two tablespoons of seeds can be a lot. So they may eat it at two different times. I always do it with my breakfast because if I don't do it with breakfast, I'm more likely to forget. And I will say routine is probably the most important part of this is really working on establishing a routine in the first month that's going to work for you and that's achievable and attainable. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to go back a few um, steps. So you said the most important thing to first start off with is um, you know, tracking our period. Do you happen to have any apps that you suggest for tracking your period? So I have three that I can tell you that I know will never sell your data, which is a really important point. So Clue is the biggest one. So Clue started a long time ago. They've got lots of great resources. Um, it's a very like gender neutral app, very education and science focused. So like if that's kind of your route, I recommend Clue. There's mm -hmm. one launching soon called the Agenda Period. They, um, and all of these are women owned by the way, I'm pretty, I okay. need to double check on clue, but I know the next two are women owned. So agenda period launches on May 28th. So if you're listening to this after that date, you can use them. They do a really great job of explaining the cycle and that's kind of more work focused. So if you want to learn how to align your menstrual cycle with your career, I recommend them. And then the next one is Stardust which I really like visual design and it's a little bit more like, I don't know if witchy is the right word. It like has more astrology <laughs> weaved in. And so like, if you're kind of a little bit more like me and you like astrology mixed with science, mm -hmm. you can do them. Um, so if you're really, really science focused and you want to learn and become an expert in all these things, I recommend Clue. If you want to learn how to sync your menstrual cycle with your work and your life, I recommend the agenda period. And then if you want to kind of be a little bit more in space and astrology and have that different, more woo-woo vibe, I recommend Stardust. Okay. And now um, a person, if they don't get an app and maybe they're from the old school and it's like, I don't want to do an app. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that. Um, they The first day of their um, cycle, menstrual cycle starts on the first day of their period, right? Yes, and you can do that in your Google Calendar. You can put it in a calendar on your wall. There are also some, I think it's called period journal or cycle journal. I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. they do like a physical journal that you can order. And I really like physically writing things down. So I do both. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, if you don't want to do an app, you can totally write it um, down in your calendar. And then just for ease, if you're not tracking ovulation, you would just like see how long your cycle is. And then halfway through your cycle is when you would switch. Yeah. So everyone's cycle may be a little bit different, but the average is about 28 days. Um, the moon cycle. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy, right? Yeah. So, um, but you know, just because the average is 28 days, you may want to monitor because your cycle may be 30 days or your cycle may be 26 days. So, um, that's why it's important to track, track it. Um, for us to know. Okay, so that was step one. Now with C cycling, you are amazing because you have a company that already has everything packaged up for you. You don't need to go and buy four different seeds every month. Everything comes all packaged for you. But if someone's like, you know what, I like to do things on my own and stuff like that, um, you were saying that if they decide they want to do the pumpkin and flax seeds. Now, what details, because there's, they, you go into the supermarket, there's going to be a hundred different pumpkin seeds or flax seeds. And how do we know which one's the right one? Or what suggestions do you suggest for someone to get if they want they decide they want to venture off and do it on their own? Yes. Okay. So this is why I always recommend if you're going to do it on your own, because I started out obviously doing it on my own before I did this. So one, you're going to um, want to get organic. I know it's a pain. I know it's more expensive, but um, when we're talking about seeds, they're a very concentrated version of something. And so whatever was growing in that plant, that seed is going to have the most concentrated version. So if possible, we're going to want to get organic um, and you're going to want to buy the whole seed and you're going to be grinding them at home in a coffee grinder, most likely, because you have to break that shell or putting them in a smoothie. So you want to make sure they're organic for all of the seeds. You're going to want to make sure you grind them up. Something else you can ask when you're at the grocery store. So how long the seeds have been sitting on the shelf. So a lot of people don't realize things can sit in grocery stores for a very long period of time because mm -hmm. companies actually make more money when they do a huge, big bulk production run. And then they like sell those over a year or two years or whatever it is. And so mm -hmm. you want to make sure that they haven't been sitting on the shelf for a really long time. So you can just ask, you know, like how often does this turn over? How do you know how long these have been? in transit um bulk is another place you could buy them in like the bulk section of your grocery store that can be a little tricky just because you still want to ask them how long they've been sitting there so organic just ask how long the seeds have been there because you want to get the freshest version possible and then you're going to take them home and you're going to grind them up and you're going to have a tablespoon of each seed depending on where you are in the cycle okay now, just going back to, you know, purchasing them, I never even thought about like the lifespan on seeds that, you know, you, you know, that's not, you know, when you buy, like, let's say, I don't know, you go to like the produce, like you think about, okay, how fresh is this? But I never thought about seeds because they come in a package form that I have to think about the freshness behind them. How fresh, like, because how fresh do you think they need to be? Because I feel like I, seeds may be sitting there for a year or two years it's <laughs> it really hard. and time they come from the transportation sitting in the warehouse and all this type of stuff like you know it could take a year I don't I'm making this up I don't know what the actual production is like but I just don't see it coming it's not like farm to table <laughs> no it's not and so what I say is like look I mean if we're being realistic look for six months or less um mm -hmm. 
that's kind of what I would look for. But also you can look, sometimes it'll say like if they're flushed with nitrogen, that sounds kind of scary, but it actually will preserve the integrity better without really adding any like harmful preservatives. So look for like if they're nitrogen flushed is what it'll be called. And then sitting on the um, shelf for like six months or less, you can look, it's kind of tough. You may not be able to find someone who actually knows the answer to this question, which we could have a whole other podcast on like big food yeah. and like the whole system of food and like what we're eating in America. But look at the expiration date. If the expiration date is like really far away, you're probably getting a fresher product. That is not a scientific way to approach it. But I'm just thinking about the average, like me in a grocery store, I might, I'm like a little crazy and I might be hunting down someone, but the odds are that they're probably not even going to know the answer. So like it can work one of two ways. Sometimes a long expiration date means that there might be something else in there, but it also could mean that they haven't been sitting there that long. Um, But the bulk section, usually that product's going to turn over a little bit faster. I know that that can be a little scary with like germs and exposure to light, but the bulk section may be a better option instead of buying them like in a bag. Okay. And now you said to maybe possibly look out to see if they were nitrogen flushed. What should we look out to make sure we don't pick up? Like, are there signs of things like, oh, wow, this has this in it. Let me not get this one. Usually seeds aren't going to have preservatives in them, which is a good thing. Um, But it will say next to it if there is a preservative in there. So look out for that. Um, You don't want to buy roasted or salted. Mm-hmm. So you want to buy raw seeds because heat actually kills nutrients. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to buy organic raw seeds, um, check the expiration dates on them, make sure they're not close to their expiration date. Um, and if you can buy them without a window in the bag, like that window, like the clear part, yeah. that can be good too, because this is my one issue with the bulk section is that light isn't great for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to make everyone feel like really like stressed (laughs) about the food they're buying. Cause here's the deal. Like if this gets to the point where all of this information is stressing you out, take a step back, whatever seeds you can get in your diet is great. Um, and you know, like also it's going to be good for you no matter what we just want to make sure they're not expired because if they're rancid and you can smell when they're rancid, it has like an off putting smell when you open the bag, if you Mm -hmm. open them up and they smell a little stinky, Mm -hmm. don't eat them they won't make you sick but they just have more omega-6 fatty acid which can cause inflammation if we don't balance it out with omega-3s okay okay so this is like some really good information because sometimes you're not even mindful of this i'd be like oh no i like my cashews um salted (laughs) i mean cashews is not on the list but you know um I, you know, just being mindful to make sure that they're raw, to make sure that they're organic, because we may see a flavored um, pumpkin seed or, or something in, or sunflower seed, and then we're like, ooh, I'm going to take this one. So when you say grounded, do, so I need to put my seeds in the blender before I like take them. I can't just chew them up as is. Yes, because our teeth are not going to chew them up enough. Think about like how tiny like a sesame seed is. So we need to put them through the coffee grinder or a blender. And if you're listening and you're like, wow, this sounds like such a pain in the butt. I'm probably (laughs) not doing this. I completely understand. And that's literally why we do it all for you, because I used to do all of this. Um, So but you can if you make a smoothie every day and you just want to put them in the blender with your smoothie, that can be a great way. If all of this sounds really stressful and like you don't want to deal with it, but you still want to do it, we do have organic, non-GMO, low transit time, 
you know, like fair trade seeds that we grind up for you. And we never have anything sitting for longer than eight weeks. So all of the product is turned over usually every four weeks, but at the latest every eight weeks. Wow. I love it. And so, and like you said, if we get your packaging, everything's all together. So I won't need to buy four different seeds, like the pumpkin, the first half of my um, cycle, the pumpkin and the flax seed is all together. I don't have to now take take two bags for myself. Like, let me get my pumpkin seeds. Let me get my, um, my flax seeds. And now let me put them together. You have it all together or is it two different bags? Two different bags. So okay. we've got for the first half of your cycle, we've got one bag and the second half, we've got another bag. So all you have to do is track your cycle, eat two soups a day and then switch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I meant. Like, um, like at the first half, it's two different seeds, but if we get it from you, it's all in one bag. Oh yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so all in one bag, all mixed together for you, all ground up, all good to go. All good to go. And, um, do you guys have like recipes and stuff or you just say, just put it on top of everything? We have a bunch of recipes on our website. We also have a Pinterest board and Instagram and TikTok. So we have all kinds of yummy recipes and ways to kind of eat your seeds that are a little bit um, easier if you don't want to think about it. Okay. And now is there age limit? Can anybody like, you know, can a seven-year-old see cycle like, or should they wait till they're of um, menstruating age? That's a great question. So again, like since it is nutrition, nutritious and it's real food, there's not really an age limit on it. Um, for someone without a cycle, maybe who is younger, it might just be beneficial to eat whatever seeds they want throughout the month. Um, yeah. but yeah, again, it's the beautiful thing about food is we can all eat it. Yeah. And, and is there such thing as overseas cycling? What about someone's like, I'm just doing this with every meal. I'm throwing the scoop over here. Um, um, <laughs> The only thing that like we could, that could possibly like, well, I mean, obviously everyone's different, so I can't speak for everyone. There are a lot of fiber. So if you're eating like way more than two tablespoons a day, your stomach just may be a little bit like, all right, we need to chill out on the fiber because it's making me a little uncomfy, but um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. This has been amazing. Now, did, is there anything you want to feel, fill in about sea cycling that I may not have asked you today? Or that we need to know. <laughs> I think it was really thorough. I just want everyone to know, like it is, it sounds like a lot, but I promise you, like it's just tracking your cycle in eating two scoops of really delicious seeds a day. And we are here to help you through any of it. So you can DM us on Instagram or email us and like, we will help you with any of it. And then um, we'll also get you guys a custom discount code too. So you can try it at a little bit of a discount. Yay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be in the show notes and definitely, cause I'm like, I'm sold. I'm like sitting here like, okay, <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to get on this, you know, and even like just to start having the nutrition, you know, a part of my, um, a part of my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. Um, so we'll make you guys a discount code so you can try it and kind of see what you think for yourself. Yeah, this is, this is perfect. And like I say, it's like, also, I don't have to have the hassle of running to the supermarket and buying four different bags of seeds. Cause I would have yes. to buy the pumpkin, the flaxseed, the sesame, the sunflower, like that's like four. And then now I got to go start looking what's organic, what's raw, you know, it gets mm -mm. expensive fast. And like, so on our subscription service too, we do like free shipping. It gets you really fast um, and it gets expensive. Like, unfortunately buying organic is expensive and I'm really hoping we're getting to a place where that 
is going to change because really everyone deserves access to high quality food. It should not be commercialized, but again, probably a whole other podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. This is so exciting. Um, I'm so happy to get ready to venture off into sea cycling now. (laughs) Yay. Yay. So before I let you go today, um, can you please tell me what does becoming unique mean to you? Oh, that's such a good question. I love ending podcasts like this. So I think for me, like I really struggled and this is like not related to hormone health, but I've always been someone who is loud and like was told to be quiet and like be different my whole life. And I really didn't realize how much I had manifested other people's unfortunate feedback into my personality. Mm -hmm. So like constantly trying to fit in and constantly trying to be quiet and constantly trying to be the type of person somebody would like. And so I think it was really only a few years ago, I was like, I'm done doing that. I really want to be who I am, who Mm. I want to be. Like, I want to be someone that I'm happy with. And so I think being unique to me means like listening to the type of person you want to be, no matter what the feedback is around you, because it's really unfortunate that we have such a hard time letting people just be themselves. Mm, I love that listening to the type of person that you are instead of like manifesting what everyone else is telling you to be I absolutely love that so beautiful well thanks for giving everyone the space to be unique and I really appreciate you having me on it's been so much fun to get to know you better yay thank you thank you thank you Thank you, Kate, for schooling us on sea cycling. I definitely learned so much today and I appreciate you coming on here and sharing the information. Thank you. And guys, make sure you check all the links in the bio. Um, Kate has offered us a discount code. It's unique15. That information will be in the show notes as well as buy me coffee. Check that link out too. Talk to you guys later. Bye.